the day that he got saved from that time uh, in the first two weeks transformation took place where he made a commitment to read the bible and pray every day now, i'm so, sorry to have to stop you there mm. we're going to have to carry this over into next week's program because i've got to you've got to hear about bishop satish Raborde, and i want you to take mm, your time sure. and tell and now continuing from last week today on the pastors with so many uncertainties and unexpected events seemingly forced on virtually everybody on the earth people are now turning to prayer more than ever still they're struggling to pray effectively because they don't know if their prayers will work. And so many people have questions about this supernatural action of talking to God, like, what is prayer? Is the special notion of communicating with God effective enough to solve the problems we're all facing? Why do we even have to pray, since God already knows what we face? What if we don't know what to say or say the wrong words? What proof do we have that God is even listening to us anyway? Is believing that God exists all we need to do to get answers to prayer? Why do I feel like I'm just talking or crying out to thin air while praying? These questions and more will be answered on this episode of The Pastors. to the pastors thank you so much for joining us and uh, this is the second part from last week why pray why pray when nothing is going to change anyway so if you remember we left off when pastor Nikki was really talking to us about his father we asked the question that why is it prayer sexy, <laughs> attractive, <laughs> desired? Mm. And uh, I asked him to talk about his father. And uh, well, I don't want to get into who he is. I want Pastor Nikki to introduce who his father was. And uh, I'm telling you now, if you've never, ever, ever been inspired mm -hmm. by hearing about somebody's prayer life. We hear about preaching, we hear about miracles, and we hear about so many of what we call the great things that people do, but we rarely hear about the prayer life, which gains all the preaching and miracles and every other thing. Pastor Nikki. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you so much. Uh, I think uh, relating back to um, some of the questions that we had before, uh, uh, one of the things I think to enhance our prayer life or to really impact our prayer life is to be with people who are actually praying people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think all of us, maybe we admit or maybe we never thought of this, you know, we maybe have a hair stylist that we like where we like to go and cut our hair and it's like our favorite 
person you know uh, maybe we have a mechanic that we trust and like you know we might even drive a tow car all the way across the yes. world because we only like that guy because we, he's a specialist yeah. he, he can take care of your car you right, know right right uh, so we, we have things like this in our life my question is do we have a quote quote prayer specialist mm. <laughs> you oh, know great, that when you great. are in need you're like wow that's the person i call because you know what he knows or she knows how to pray you know they know that hey you can depend on their prayers wow. i think it was uh, mary the queen of scotland she said about john knox oh yes she said i fear the prayers of john knox more wow. than all the assemblies or wow. armies of europe <laughs> that's right mm. you know i mean so mm. a praying man or a woman i mean you know it, it is influential it is impactful and i think same goes for my dad i think the greatest thing that i knew about my dad was my dad was a praying person yes you know uh, he's been in the ministry for over 50 some years and growing up in the house i don't think we ever got up before he got up <laughs> you know <laughs> he's always up and every day he would spend at least 3 hours in prayer wow. and reading the wow. scriptures amazing it didn't matter not one day did he ever miss it didn't matter if he had to catch a flight at 5 o'clock he had to be at airport at 4 o'clock he had to leave home at 3:30 he got up like at 12 1 o'clock you know early in the midnight after midnight and read and and prayed and and, and you know Uh, and so if there's anything i know about that that was a praying man mm. and i can't literally say that about many many people right. who have a consistent i mean right. in uh, 50 right. years of his life i don't think he ever not even once missed reading his bible when he used to read like seven chapters a day wow you know um, and there's a reason for it maybe we'll talk about it another time uh, he'll read seven chapters a day he reads the bible over i think it's 246 different times Uh, he's read the bible in over 110 versions you know <laughs> and uh, he would take that uh, scripture and again we talk about praying the scripture Man. he would put it in his prayer life yes. you know mm. take the scripture pray out those scriptures in communion in also counsel in prayer and intercession wherever he sat his table there were all kind of pictures all kinds of uh, you know uh, people's names all over the world and i'm like where do you find and he pray for hundreds of people every single day wow and that made an impact to me and talking now from a pastoral viewpoint he would take our church prayer list you know says not prayer list church member list and he would pray every person's name every single day mm. and i thought that's tiresome that's wow. a lot of work <laughs> wow but his wow. philosophy was this he said you know what in the old testament we find the high priest they would go in and they would put the the garments right, on right one of the pieces of the garment was the breastplate right the breastplate had the 12 stones which represented the 12 tribes of israel and so the responsibility of the priest was to go in the presence of god carrying the people <laughs> you know Amazing. and so for him as a pastor he went in every day took his people with him in the presence of him, prayed over i think the reason the condition of the world and the church is mm. the way it is is because we don't have praying pastors right oh, right yeah. you know how many pastors do you know that actually pray for their own and rather than i want a church grow bigger building blah blah no i'm talking about people praying for people you know yes and he was such a people people would call him from malaysia singapore australia all of the people would call him just for prayer mm. you know why because if there was anything impactful about him 
was he was a praying person you know and so mm. i think i would encourage everyone you know get some books about great people like john wesley like uh, john knox uh, uh, hudson taylor george muller these are all people who are greatly men of prayer you know learn from their prayer lives get an impact or impartation by reading their books in becoming a man and woman of prayer mm. that is remarkable and, and you know th that makes just hearing you know we would we would call him dad of course that's your dad but mm. we would call him dad and he would make prayer sexy, attractive, something desired because of his relationship. You know, I, I, I shared when we were all talking before uh, at your church in Columbia that there was this man that came up on the pulpit and they had two people to really recite the 23rd Psalm. And this one guy was so... Yeah pristine and astute and he got up and he said it and oh my goodness they stood and applauded the entire audience i mean he was just so perfect every syllable and then there was another man a nice kind-hearted elderly man that got up and he also recited the 23rd psalm and when he had finished there was not one dry eye in the whole oh, building goodness and the master of ceremony got up and after he was able to kind of contain himself he said you know i just have to say this that our first speaker knew the song the lord is my shepherd but our second speaker knew the shepherd wow he knew the shepherd mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your dad knew the shepherd. Mm. And yes, see, that's what makes mm. prayer so mm. desired. Mm. Because I know God. And if you watched last week, and as you will continue hearing throughout this particular show, when you know God, when you understand him, and you build that relationship with him, you want to pray. You will want to pray. You, you can hardly wait to get in his presence. And that reminds me, I was in my bedroom and wasn't going into a great while of prayer. I just looked up. I was in the bedroom on the way to the bathroom. And I just stopped. I said, you know, Lord, I love your presence. Didn't expect to hear anything back at all. Immediately, I hear this. Son, I love your presence also. Hmm. Yes. And immediately I'm saying, oh, my goodness. Because on before, you know, I was in bed and I was, may have been on my phone or something, I don't know. But at that moment, I was just enjoying God's presence. I never, ever thought he actually enjoys our presence. Great. He wants us to come to him. Yeah. He loves yeah. it when it's just the two of us. So what type of displeasure does he have? Wow. When we're distant mm, from him, mm, mm. when we spend so much time away. Mm. And, and like dad yeah. did, dad Raborde, he gave God the first part of the day. Mm. He woke up and was immediately in the presence of God yes, and would pray in tongues and would pray in English and would read the word of God and would pray for people. He enjoyed prayer because it's real. Right. Yes, A lot of times we pray like, I hope God does it. 
That's not prayer. <laughs> you go in prayer, find out what God wants. Jesus told us, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Then give us this day our daily bread. How do you want the day to go? Yes. What can I do for you, Lord? Yeah. Not, Father, this is what I need you to do for me. Right. But what can I do for you today, Lord? Right. What can I do for you? Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so. Which is good. Excellent. I love. Because this is, this is what Pastor Nikki is saying. There are pastors who, if, if they would admit, and even congregation, who would admit, I don't pray for my pastor. And pastor would have to admit, no, I can't say that I constantly pray for yeah, the members of the yeah, church. Yeah. You know, that'd be a shame, but uh, it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Uh, what is one strong thought you'd want everyone to know about praying to God? One strong thought. thought. Something. Thought. Oh, thought. What is one strong thought that you would just tell somebody who's not encouraged to pray? You know, I, I feel disconnected from God. I don't enjoy it. It's, it's not sexy. People, you have a prayer revival, you have a few people come. Yeah. You have prophetic revival, everybody comes. We've had them here at our church, so I understand. Have a healing, everybody comes. Prayer, <laughs> what's wrong with it? You know, what is one strong thought that would encourage somebody to pray? I think that for me, going through a period where I had some health issues, the one thing that I really learned is God is not a God of gimmicks. So right. you don't have to say the right thing in the right way. And Perfect. I think that's why so many people are intimidated to pray, especially to pray in front of a congregation or to even pray for dinner, you know, just to pray over right. the food in front right. of people because nobody wants to look or feel foolish. Right. And so it's not a matter of having the right words. It's to me, prayer is just displaying your heart, sharing your heart, like any relationship. <clears throat> and it, I pray exactly like I would speak to a friend there because that's what he is. He is a friend. And um, so it's not having the right words or saying it the right way. It's, it's just opening your heart and just being honest with God and honest with yourself. That would be, that would be my thoughts. Pastor Glover. Mm-hmm. A strong thought that would encourage somebody to pray. Yeah, so consistently to, to connect to that. Yeah, just to dispense with the idea of of eloquence. Uh, to dispense with the uh, with the sound and and to to identify a voice in a relationship of your own with your father and to not try to adopt and adapt another expression as the right way. Right. As the, as the framework. Um, that, and also I would say in that conversation that there is no way to fully know yourself until you know God, mm. until you become intimate with God, there's it's just it's just impossible. Every person of of power, of consistency, um, that is steady and solid, that you know, ask them about their prayer life. Mm. Yeah, ask them about their prayer life. It, any 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 person of, of that has a that is thorough and uh, and has an integrity, which means that 
whatever is on the outside is also on the inside. Yep. You know, that they, you know, ask that person about their prayer life and just my so my, my thought and uh and my challenge would just to be, you know, if you're not a person of prayer, just begin. Right. Begin right. to pray. Start. Start yeah. small. Give, give, give God give God time. Because the word says that you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh unto you. So begin, just start to pray and just watch the miracles uh, unfold in your life. I'm glad you said what, what you said concerning just starting. Mm. Because when we come back from break, what I want us to talk about is actually answering this question. Do we need to learn how to pray? Is there a need to learning Excellent. how to pray? Yeah. Back in a moment, stay with us. You're about to experience the first ever interactive commercial. Here's how it works. Start by taking out your phone and opening up the camera. Got it? Now aim your camera at the flow code on the screen. You might need to zoom in a little. Once you see the banner pop up, make sure to click it instantly to download the app that everyone is talking about. Pray.com is the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. Download the Pray.com app right now and grow your faith through prayer and biblical audio. You can hear the Bible come to life and listen to inspirational prayers every morning. Download Pray.com, the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. Remember, scan the flow code right now to download the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. This will allow you to instantly download the Pray.com app for free. Download Pray.com, the number one app for sleep and prayer. That's P-R-A-Y dot com. Thank you so much for coming back. We are the pastors and we are enjoying this conversation oh, man. about yes. prayer. Yep. And, and, you know, I am just looking through these questions and I'm thinking about the fact that there are so many people who are hungry for wanting to know more about prayer, mm -hmm. wanting to know more about God because he's the one who made us and he knows our future, he knows our present and he still loves yes. us. He still loves us. Now, we said whenever we got back, we were going to talk about this. Do we need to learn how to pray? Do we need to learn how to pray? Well, Jesus gave a model. Pastor Nikki um, referenced it last week. Right. Um, and again, I don't think there's a wrong way to pray, but I believe as we begin a prayer life, our prayer life also matures. True. Um, a lot of times when we begin our prayer lives, it starts with me. It starts with God I need. God will you do. It starts very internal. But I think as we begin to grow, even our language begins to change as right. we ask God. A friend of mine, I was thinking about this earlier when Pastor Glover was speaking, that a friend of mine's dad was in the hospital. He, had, he was not a believer. He never had prayed. And he had a neck condition where his neck was bent over. And he, he told my friend later on, he said, well, I figured I was already postured to pray, so I might as well pray. <laughs> and he said that he didn't know how to pray, didn't know the right words to say. Mm. But all he could think of in his mind was just begin thanking God for all the blessings wow. in his life. 
And he said one by one for hours, he just began thanking God for his health, for his kids, for his family, for his life, yeah. for provision, mm. for money, for all these things. And he said as he began to just do that over a period of time that night in the hospital room, he said the presence of God just filled the room. Yeah. He never experienced that. And so I think that the one key takeaway from that is there's, like Pastor Glover said, just pray, just talk, just right, share your right, heart with right, God. Right. And and do we need to learn how to pray? I think that comes with time. Like whenever we're children, we, we speak this language of all we know. And then as we begin to mature, our vocabulary also changes. Wow. So if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. It, it's, it's a help. Now, Pastor Nikki, <laughs> Pastor Nikki, should we pray about financial blessings? Uh oh. Yeah. Because a lot of people, I hear different ministries on TV, they say, the, and it goes between the two healing and financial blessings. Like the number one, the number two reason people call into their ministries for prayer. Should we pray? for financial blessings? Yep. Well, I think that's a good question, you know. Um, again, I want to go back to a scriptural, you know, understanding. Um, a pastor who loves scripture, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, when we use the word prayer, I would un use another word and bring it in, is the word called like orchestra, you know. In an orchestra, there are different instruments that are there, you know. You got the string section, you got the percussion section, you got a, you know, all, all this. And uh, each has a distinct sound, it has a distinct, but they come together. Right. You know, they, they come together to make a one uh, uh, distinct sound. I like where you're going. Um, and so prayer is like an orchestra. Mm. There are different instruments or different types of yes, prayer. Right. Uh, there's a prayer, what we talked about, that, that communion with God, right? Uh, there's a prayer of petitioning where we make our request. The Bible says in Philippines 4, don't be anxious about anything, right. but make right. your request known with thanksgiving unto God. You know, there's a prayer of uh, petitioning. There's a prayer of binding and loosing, you right. know, where there are certain things we don't pray about. Mm. There are certain things we take command and then we That's bind right. something right, and lose something. Right, right, right. So there are those different, different types of prayer, you know. Uh, and, and so I think prayer is working with the Holy Spirit because wow. He is our partner in prayer. Right. In recognizing Ooh. which instruments <clears throat> to use in prayer. Oh, right. And so what happens is uh, we can't say, well, you shouldn't pray uh, regarding finances. But I think the proper question would be is what kind of prayer do we need to employ? You know, talk about it. And so, uh, I think when it comes to uh, finances, we have clear from Genesis onwards. We have clear principles that are there that you want to receive something, you must give something. You know, and so on the upfront, I would say no. Let's we don't need to pray. We need to give for right. finances in order. But we give with praying. Right, <laughs> right. You know, right. and so in that we need wisdom. <laughs> we right. need revelation. We need understanding. Those kind. So we need to employ the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, what kind of prayers do I need to pray over my finances? 
you know you going to give first, us an example for first we need to kind of give uh-huh. right you know uh, because giving is a principle that activates right. and harvests yeah. in our right. 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 you know and so Absolutely. for me different things different prayers would come into play right. whether that is a prayer of petitioning you know whether it's asking a god i am giving because i understand the laws of sowing and reaping but i need to know you know where to give yeah. how much right. to give well, what can i see do i need to plan there's that petitioning prayer there's also petitioning uh, sorry a prayer of what i call uh, commanding you know why because you've done something right. now you need to command in a sense you've seeded the clouds you know then they need to pour rain on right, you know right. and you need to learn to command the clouds to release something because you acted on a principle hmm. you know and so it is the holy spirit who comes along and says hey listen let's partner together and let me help you pray in this matter whatever mm. that matter is mm. especially mm. when it comes mm. to our giving oh my goodness <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> again, <laughs> again now i oh, i want man. to ask this pastor glover explain the statement that goes god loved me enough to tell me no i asked and he said no And I've heard people say God loved me enough to tell me no. Mm. Explain that for people who feel God has given them no yeah. as an answer to their prayer. Absolutely. And why would God do that? Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to say again that prayer is us working with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Pastor Nikki, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. So no is the actual no carves out the pathway. If you think about the road, there's hard yellow lines on both sides. Right. And all of those solid lines are no. <laughs> And they create an efficient pathway for you to get everything in front of you is yes. And they give no cut no is God cutting out all of the distractions. And, and the impediments in our life concerning his destiny for us concerning his destiny for no is god keeping us from self-destructing wow yeah. you know we would have it that god never said no and that is us being god right that means that all of our ways are right and that there is no order there is actually no order without no Skin is a no. Gravity is a no. <laughs> Friction is a no. Your skeleton is a no. It says you're going to grow this high. Like the the very sea level is a no. Right. That's God saying that far and no farther. Yeah. That's right. You know, so I, I thank God for every no that exists because every no that exists empowers a more efficient yes. it empowers the yes and 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 wisdom would cause us to agree with God's yes and to say yes to God um because a life without no is called lawlessness yeah. a life without no is called disorder is called dysfunction and we serve a god of order we serve a god of <coughs> function wow. amen, amen amen so i i thank god for his for his nose and I thank God that the scriptures only keep us from um 
from the destruction that comes from overestimating ourselves and underestimating the all-wise, all-wise God. I think the frustration comes that we are mindful that God is all-powerful, but we neglect the fact that he is all-wise. Right. That's <clears throat> perfect. Amen. Can I piggyback on that just for one second? Please. The, the one thing that I was just thinking about is God's no is from perspective. Mm. That David's perspective, God's perspective. <laughs> David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead. lead me to the rock that's higher than I. In other words, he said, when I don't understand what's going on around mm. me, I need to change my perspective in which I'm looking at the circumstance or the situation. Yeah. And so we look at God's no as a negative, but God's, I thank God that he mm. didn't answer all my prayers. <laughs> no, trust me, no. <laughs> you know, but, but God does that again. There is a blueprint for our lives right. and God knows what that looks like. And I think that a lot of times we think that we know more than God. And when there's a roadblock, I love the analogy about the lines in the road because it keeps us from crossing over into another lane and destroying ourselves. Going into and the woods. Th right, right. <laughs> right. That's what no is. It keeps us from destroying ourselves because God sees the whole picture mm. as the scripture says that we see in part and know in part. Yeah, exactly. So with that, mm. with God saying no, what if everybody were millionaires? What in the world would this world be like if everybody, I don't have to work, I'm a millionaire. What, what about 17 different women wanting the same husband? Yeah. How could God say yes to every mm -hmm. single Dysfunction. prayer? Absolutely. I had that problem before I was married. So. <laughs> <laughs> we all just been, kidding, just none kidding. Of pastors yeah, we all on been the there. panel are conceited at all. <laughs> <laughs> And while you're speaking, Pastor Brian, <laughs> oh, no. Jesus said, and I know we only have a, a few minutes before the break, Jesus said that we can ask for whatever we want and it shall be done. And he also said to pray that God's will be done. Whatever we will ask and whatever God will <laughs> ask. Is that a contradiction? No, because again, it's from perspective. I think that, I think the more that we engage our lives in what God wants, our prayer life will begin to change and shift towards that it's not about exactly everything that I want. Because when I pray, sure, there are things that I want to see happen, but I want God's will more than I want my own will. Right. And so I don't think it's a contradiction. I think that God takes into consideration where we are, who we are, what we're asking for, and those things. And to me, it goes back to what I had uh, had said in, in a previous conversation, that it's asking according to the posture of our heart and the will of the Lord. Right. That's right. That's perfect. That's yeah, perfect. So. Because what happens is when, whenever, we, whenever we ask God, we write down everything that we want and, and we say that to God. We say, well, Lord, you said to ask. Yeah. But then Jesus also said, if ye abide in me and my, word my words abide in you, you will. You shall ask what you will Absolutely. and it 100%. shall be done. 100%. It shall be done. We haven't even talked about faith yet. Mm. So when we come back, we want to discuss what faith is. 
There are so many books on faith. Number one book, of course, is the Bible. But a lot of people say, well, I don't pray because I really don't have the faith. What does faith mean? Why is that important to God? The Bible says that we need to have faith in God. Not even faith in a scripture, just believing if I read it over and over and over, it's going to happen. No, our faith should be in God. So what does that mean in prayer to actually have faith in God? Mm -hmm. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What are you doing to handle these challenging times? Are you spending time in prayer? Are you spending time in the Bible? Pray.com wants to help. If you need more prayer and want to grow your faith, Pray.com is the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. Find peace, release stress, and enjoy Pray.com's meditative prayers. Dear God, may I always be forgiving and tolerant of others, just as you are forgiving and loving toward me. Grant me strength by protecting me in your loving arms, and lift me with your righteous hand. May your word be the guiding light that carries me gracefully through each day. Amen. With Pray.com, you can hear the Bible come to life and listen to bedtime Bible stories. Listen to bedtime Bible stories that help you relax your mind and strengthen your spirit. Give yourself a moment to get comfortable and cozy as we get ready to begin tonight's story as inspired by the Gospels. We are transported to the city of Galilee. Just as the cool air of evening arrives, Galilee has become dotted with the warm yellow light of candles in each window. Take a deep breath in and out. Know you are safe in your solitude. Pray.com's bedtime Bible stories are the perfect relaxing remedy. Pray.com's bedtime Bible stories calm your mind and ease your spirit. Play bedtime Bible stories to sleep peacefully. Download Pray.com to get the number one app for prayer and sleep. Welcome back to The Pastors. We're talking about why pray when nothing changes Anyway, now someone listening or watching, you may say, well, listen, I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but I don't know where to start. How do I start? And it, it has been said up here already that, you know, just start talking to God. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Pastor Brian was saying, you know, he talks to him like he's a friend. Talk to God like you would your dad. You say, well, my dad's not in my life. Talk to God as if he is your father, because guess what? He yes. is your father. And just talk to him. There is no special formula that you need for prayer. Like we asked, do you need to learn to pray? Do you know how to talk? Do you know how to share your feelings with someone? If you had someone who would never tell your secrets, if you had someone who is 100% all ears, would you like that? God mm. is who is right there for you, listening, just waiting to hear from you. Like I said earlier, he loves your presence. Just talk to him. I've, I've even heard people pray, you know, 
God, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I'm just, just talk to him. That's what he wants. Yeah. That's what he wants. Those who are so eloquent and Lord, we come before you as an empty pitcher before a full fountain. Those are just words. Talk from your heart. The Bible says out of the abundance of the, Jesus said it twice, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. So just share yeah. your heart with God. Yeah. In whom we put all of our faith. All of us. We believe God. All of our faith is in God. And speaking of that, I said once we got back, we would talk about that. What is faith? And, and how do we use faith in prayer? How do mm. we use faith in prayer? Pastor Nikki. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, shooting straight to you. Uh, that's a good, 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 good question. Um, I think, um, you know, just like we use money to buy goods, it's an exchange, it's a currency, right? I think faith is that currency where we take those things from a godly kingdom realm into our earthly realm, right. you know? Uh, and then so faith is that currency. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse, uh, I think 17, it says, faith comes by hearing of the word of God. Right. Right. Okay. Psalm 45 says, my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Mm. Where does it write? In your heart. Pastor Shane talked about out of the abundance of the heart mouth speaks. Well, the way to surely know that your prayer is going to work is take the scriptures, put it on your tongue, right. and let it write upon your heart. Right. To the point that now out of the abundance of the heart, it speaks out, you know. Um, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 6, it says, without faith. Mm -hmm. And that word in the Hebrew, in the Greek is very interesting, a word without. Without means having a boundary line, just like a, a basketball court. Right. right? There, there is a boundary line. You can't play the ball outside of that. Right. right. So that's the word, uh, the word without. It said without faith. That means outside of the boundary lines. That means faith has a boundary line. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And the boundary line is scripture. You know? Now, uh, we want to emphasize, yeah, just talk from our heart. But the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that doesn't mean you shouldn't talk. What, what I'm trying to say is, is stick to the scriptures. Take the scriptures, put it in your mouth, yeah. uh, and then let it produce faith inside of mm -hmm. you. That means that, for Excellent, example, if yeah. I'm praying for uh, relationship issues, uh, praying for favor with my boss, uh, praying for a new job, you know, what I do is I go to the scripture, Find two at least Bible verses or promises, you know, and start taking that and personally start putting it in my heart. So that there is faith now to believe that what I see in the scripture, that God will do it for right. me. And so it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so obviously, you know, prayer should please God. And so you want to use the word. The word right. produces faith. And he says, he that comes to him must believe that he exists. He is. Right. Mm -hmm. And that he is a rewarder. <laughs> right? Yes. And so I have faith. Why? Because if I come to God, God is going to reward me. Right. Yeah. Matter of fact, when Jesus is talking about prayer, he said, go into the closet. You know, right. pray in secret, and when you do it in secret, right. again he will reward you openly. Right. You know, and so faith is that key that unlocks rewards to come in your life. Going back to having a proper image of God, if you see God as a rewarder, you'll use faith right. <laughs> that comes from the Scripture in the areas that you want God to really have His will unfold. You know, and so that's why. Faith is important because it unlocks that. Now, sometimes people say, well, 
I had faith for such and such a thing and it didn't happen. Well, the good news is you had faith. Mm. <laughs> and the good news is that you were in the place of faith and that's all matters. Oh, great. Because right. the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Right. So if you read Hebrews 11, there were a lot of people, they had something happen. Right. But it also has a list of people that nothing happened. Right. right. But they were in the place of faith. Mm. And so to me, I don't care if something happens or not. All I care is I please God. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. I am happy because I trust who he is. Mm. And then and just the questions that were asked before, I've got perspective. I've always said, he is a shepherd, his eyes are here. You and me are the sheep, our eyes are here. Right, right, right. He can see stuff we can't see. That's right. You know? right. And so as much as I pray for something, I also first have faith in God that, hey, whatever it is, I trust him with the answer. Whether it's now, never, right. I trust him. Right. Because my first faith is in him, not just for what I'm praying for. Right. That is perfect. Faith comes by hearing, as you said, hearing by the word of God. And so a lot of times, this is how it is. Every single one of us and all of you who are listening and watching, we all know somebody that we literally have no faith in. I mean, there are people who would come and say something to you and you're like, mm -mm, I need to ask somebody else because mm. we just don't have faith in them. Yep. So we don't believe what they say. Wow. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we hear God say something because of our faith in him, we should believe it right. because we have faith in him. I just had to share. You oh, man. <laughs> stirred that so, up. So awesome. So, so now great. looking at the subject of today's show, why pray when nothing changes anyway? I want to comment that change is a judgment call that we usually make because we judge whether the change is something good or not. Because I don't like where I am. I don't like what I'm experiencing. So, God, I want you to change it from this to that. That's our judgment. I don't like that this is happening. So change it. So I want to ask. Pastor Glover, how should we view change while we're in prayer? What should be our heart's posture to change while we're in prayer? Because usually, yeah, it's great. We 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 have on the blinders. I'm only looking one way. Yeah. Give me a surprise check in the mail. I don't want it any other way. <laughs> um, fire my boss. You know, I don't want it any other way. How should we view? change or how God's going to change our situation when we are in prayer, the act of praying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you came to me with this question. <laughs> <laughs> now, so here, here's the beauty and, and, I, and I'll say it this way. And I'll start back with uh, my answer for why I particularly pray that we discussed in the uh, last show um, to align oneself you know, the, the, the question becomes, what are you asking for? And, and, and not in terms of the item, but why are you asking? You know, so what are you, for what reason are you, are you asking God for, for what you're asking for? And, you know, scripture says, tells us that we should align our thoughts and our ways with God. What I would say to the person that wants things to change is that prayer is designed to change us. All right. When we change, things change. Right. When we change, life changes. Um, the world looks 
looks more beautiful through grateful eyes. You so know, through, through gratitude, go ahead. So what I'm hearing you say is a lot of times what we are wanting to change, you're saying it's there to change us sometimes? That Absolutely. situation is there Absolutely. to change you us? Know, and, and, the, and the word is clear about that. You know, it says, be not conformed to this world. A lot of times when we engage God in prayer, especially, you know, those that, that don't do it much, you know, we are engaging God with a worldly perspective. But then the word says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. So you, you literally evolve and are transformed from, your, from, from the worldliness that you brought into the Father, and then you're transformed into, into kingdom. You know, and so, so once that beautiful transformation happens, and when you shift from, from the carnal mind to the one that, that desires to please God, you know, uh, like Pastor Nicky was saying, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Well, you know, the beautiful benefit of pleasing God is that in so doing, it fulfills us. Mm. You know, we get, we get a, a level of rest and there's a relationship there between what pleases God and, and, and our fulfillment. And I think that when somebody's praying, what they're really praying for is, God, I wanna be fulfilled. I wanna be settled. I wanna be secure. And those things actually come with the desire to please God because that's where we'll find the fulfillment, which is I really feel like at the, at the heart of every prayer, whether it be something that I desire. Father, I desire to, to be fulfilled, you know, if we could say it in, 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 a, in a word. So how, how do I accomplish that? So I'm, I'm glad because, you know, with, with faith, now you can please me and be fulfilled, yeah. you know. So, um, you know, I, I, would, I would say that, that, that prayer, and really I accept the challenge to allow prayer to change you um, in a way that, you know that you're not asking God to to manipulate situations, right? And, you know, um, for our pleasure. But I think also is, you know, like my dad passed away two years ago, mm. and uh, there are some prayers that he's pray he's prayed, which I know about, that are coming to pass now. Right. Which mm. of mm. course he knows now he's in heaven. Yeah. But, but you know, you would say in the natural he didn't know. Mm. Right. But right. Come, so I wonder how many prayers that we pray maybe don't get you know answered now. It'll get answered maybe ten, twenty years later. Wow. You know. So you can't really pass that judgment like you said before. You know that why pray if nothing changes? Well, we don't know that. Right. You know? wow. And wow. I think in prayer, one of the things that we need to understand mm. the the laws of seed time and harvest. Uh, for example, uh, a chicken. It comes out of the egg the twenty first day. Duck twenty uh, eighth day. You know, peacock the 35th day all multiples are seven yeah ostrich the 42nd day some of us are like the turtle 91 days mm. <laughs> you know? so some prayers are like that there are prayers that we pray it will come out you know sooner than later why because maybe god is forming something in us or yeah. maybe there are other things that god need to have other people to come in its place you yeah know? and so that's what the bible says let's pray and not faint and not give up you know why because we might want it in our timing but again it has to be the bible says he makes all things beautiful in that's his good time. that's good mm. wow. it is awesome well now i, I want I, I know we don't have a whole lot of time for this but i want somebody to pastor brian i want you to really really jump in on this because i know the three of you and I have a great relationship with the three of you in so much that if I needed $1,200, I could come and ask any of you for $1,200. But my approach 
to each of you would be differently. Mm, I would right. approach you differently because I, I'm great friends with, with all of you, but the approach would be different. How would we use our approach to God? Well, the in reason. That, in that light. By approach, he means like if he needs 1200, he's going to come yeah. to him yeah. first. <laughs> then him, Glover and then first. lastly me. <laughs> <laughs> But the reason you would approach us differently is because you know us. Right. And you have built a relationship with us and you know how to ask. Um, and I think that. But again, I would ask you differently than I would ask correct. Nikki and Nikki differently than Correct. Robert. But the way that you would approach God, your question is, is how could we relate that into how we approach right. God? It, again, it's not about you. It's about me. So you approach me differently. Wow. You approach him oh, differently. That's oh, so oh, good. So, oh, so when I begin to understand who hmm. God really is, I then know how to approach him. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and yes, his courts with praise. Yes, yes. So as I enter into the presence of God, I know number one, that we are created for the pleasure of God. Hmm. God wants us. And so I think that as we come in, as we praise him, as we worship him, it grips the heart of God. Oof. So it's about knowing him. It's about knowing what? God. Okay, well, sorry, we have to cut it right there. I just want you to understand that we are really enjoying this up here to yes. be able to share prayer with you so much so that we're gonna have to do a part three because it's, it's just so good mm. and so next week lord willing we will continue this discussion and right now i want you if you don't know jesus christ personally as your savior you don't have that close relationship please pray with us now yes. just simply bow your head if you can if you're listening or watching and just close your eyes and just simply say, Father, I come before you now by Jesus Christ. I confess that I'm a sinner. I know Jesus died for me and you raised him from the dead. Raise me now from all of my sins and forgive me. Come into my life, Lord Jesus, and live your life through me so I can please the Father just as you please the Father. Thank you for saving me. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' yes, name Lord. I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. And I pray that the blessings of God Amen. be abundant in yes. your day. Thank you so much for joining us. And Lord willing, next week we will see you right back here for the pastors. We love you. We love your family. Have a blessed one. Bless you.